0: what's up everybody it's the climb dakar rally daily show brought to you by cycle news rally navigator taco moto giant loop fast company ruby moto moto minded and it's stage 10 at the 2023 dakar rally and it's a big one it's a big day we got into some big big sand dunes for the first time and we had some shakeups and some lining up for the next days quinn what do you think about this nonsense yeah, it was, a, it was a short stage
1: today, so only 114 kilometers, so not a lot of time on the table for, for guys. So it, it, it's my feeling, and I, and I said it yesterday, is I think that guys are lining themselves up for the next couple of days, and uh, really, you know, we're, we're really tight in the overall, so it's going to be interesting couple of days
0: coming up. Yeah, and the next couple of days is another marathon, so tomorrow when they start, uh, they'll go camp alone again. And that could throw another wrench into the mix of this disorganized toolbox of a race. It's a mess.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, uh, hats off to the ASO this year. They've done a great job lining things up for a, a really uh, special Dakar.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The results are, I don't know if they've never been this tight, but they're incredibly tight. But we'll get to general classifications after we talk about the stage news. And stage news today, we have another rally stage win by hero motorsports ross branch pulled through today again and got his second win of the race and his uh manufacturer's third ever stage win so super good day for hero
1: again yeah great great ride by ross branch um and the and the whole hero team you know the hero is an indian manufacturer and they had their rally team is
0: based out of germany so it's the old uh speed rally team yeah yeah, Speedbrain was Husqvarna's factory rally team, Monster Energy, Speedbrain, Husqvarna, factory racing. Yeah, and then prior to that, they were yeah. the BMW factory rally team. So they, they have a
1: history going way back to yeah. the to the twin-cylinder BMWs. Ooh, talk, about,
0: talk about real Dakar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we tease all the time because we always hear people say, the real Dakar, the real one. Yeah. Well, it doesn't get any more real than what's currently happening in Saudi Arabia right now. Second place today, Adrian Van Beveren. 20 seconds was the gap between first and second today after a arguably short stage, 115 kilometers or something like that, but still really tight.
1: Yeah. I mean, one hour, and 44 minutes total time, um, you know, 114 kilometers. So, uh, not, not super high speed, but you know, it was, it was definitely, a, a, compared to what we've
0: seen so far in this rally, that's a really short stage. Yeah. Really short stage. Um, and, uh, and plenty of opportunity to lose time. I think we hear that from a couple of people today in our quotes, but not a lot of time to make up if you push it, not a stage to push it, a stage to avoid mistakes, yep. as they say.
1: In a way, I almost think this is, a, this is kind of a prologue stage setting us up for the
0: last four stages. Yeah, it was really like a strategic positioning stage to try to get an ideal starting position for stage 11 tomorrow. But we'll get into that yeah. in a little bit. We, we keep jumping forward. Jumping, jumping around. Uh, Michael Dougherty, um, South African. We've talked about him before. He was running pretty strong earlier in the race. Um, he's in Rally 2 competition. Was a favorite, I would say, for Rally 2 coming in, but ended up having some issues. And you know, And last year, I think he was really competitive as well and ended up crashing out on second day or something last year.
1: Yeah, so Michael's a he's a fast, uh, fast young guy, and you know from South Africa, these South Africans are definitely a different breed, and uh, very, very impressive. Sure.
0: They're like the they're like the Australians, the other Australians, like the Australians just, of Europe, <laughs> European African Australians. They're just they just fast, man. Yeah, they just go fast. I mean, this would probably getting into the sand is probably a little more to his liking as well. So. He's sending it. Um he's got a good moto history. Um you know just just barely started racing rally. I think he won Abu Dhabi in the rally 2 class his first year racing and that was in 2021. So he just kind of said, "Oh, hey, I'll try rally and look, I'm good at it." Yep. Super yep. cool. He's on he's on the HT Rally team. Your old your old buddies Wolfie's yeah. team.
1: My old team from uh the Netherlands. So Hank uh Hank Kellegar's runs that HT Rally team, and it's a it's a full customer turnkey customer team. Yeah, and uh, he does a great job with with it, and uh, yeah, good good buddy
0: of mine for, from a long time. I'm sending my application in, trying there to get go. that factory HT Rally ride ride soon. Just as long as your application comes with a check, <laughs> it's the only way I'm getting on a ride that's for sure. Uh, Kevin Benavides came up in fourth place today. Again, we're still within a minute. Kevin Benavides is one minute out in fourth place today. So yeah, nobody yeah. lost a ton of time.
1: And our first uh, general classification contender. Yeah, exactly. You know, at the front. I mean, aside, aside from Adrian Van Beveren, but he's, I would say, you know, we have these three that are sitting on top that mm-hmm. are
0: Adrian's just really outside tight. that window a little bit. Yep. Uh, fifth place, Matthias, Matthias Wachner, uh, KTM guy, came in pretty strong today after a struggling day nine where he seemed to have gotten a little bit lost out there on a waypoint and then ended up riding alone and couldn't really pace himself, he said, to know his speed, where it was at, and he ended up falling short yesterday a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, Matias has had a tough rally so far, injured his
0: wrist yeah. uh, early on, and has Starting with that, And been, been battling through. Um, he is one minute and 22 seconds back. Again, these gaps are not very big, so you can see where the time is not that available here. Pablo Quintanilla, sixth place today on the Monster Energy Honda bike. Uh, Mason Klein came back from a pretty disastrous yesterday, uh, mentally and physically. (laughs) Sounded like it really beat him up. Uh, Mason came in seventh place today. He's three minutes off the pace today. Uh, Good ride by Mason today. We'll get some info. I think we have some info from him. Maybe an Instagram quote or something we dug up.
1: Yeah. You know, Mason, uh, he did a good job of recovering from, from a little bit of drama yesterday. And, um, you know, that's, that's tough when, when stuff like that happens, it can really rattle you. And, you know, so I was glad to see that he, he had a solid finish today and it didn't, didn't get under his skin.
0: Yeah. It was a little weird yesterday. His quote from the finish line was confused. He didn't really know what was happening. I was concerned that he knocked his head and was knocking silly, yeah. but it sounds we can, like we can dig into we that don't know. In a little bit. Yeah, We don't, we don't we know do exactly some, what happened, but some, there's some definitely. drama. Definitely. Definitely a little drama out there. Behind Mesa, we got Nacho doing a great ride out there. Again, four minutes out of lead. This is really tight. He's in eighth place. Franco Caini, another hero in the top 10. Two bikes in the top 10 for hero. Again, we've said that a bunch this year. Franco, I had him pegged for the win for a little bit in my fantasy pick. I thought he was going to pull it off, but was wrong again not a surprise uh and then we have a new top 10 and this is where this kind of theme of the day we're going to be butchering names again uh new guy in the top 10 new team in the top 10 that we Mm -hmm. haven't had this year yes And this guy's got some other uniques he's the only racer from bolivia in the race as well and here it goes (laughs) i'll let you i'll let you take this one (laughs) here we go daniel that's easy yep no siglia Jaeger. Jaeger. Yeah. Daniel Nosiglia Jaeger. Okay. Guy is crushing it and not off brand for him. In 2019, he finished 11th overall. Mm -hmm. So this dude's got talent. He's got speed when it was in South uh, America. Apparently he raced the first one when it came through his country in 2017. And, you know, he's just been hanging on the Dakar Dream ever since then. So it's cool to see him get in the top 10 today. Yeah. And uh, he's on the Riju team. Yeah, Reju. if you guys don't know, it's a Spanish brand, uh, basically took over operations of the um, existing gas gas bef- after the it was- old gas gas. Old yeah. gas gas before it was purchased by the Pierre Mobility Group and brought into the KTM umbrella. So basically the older generation gas gas enduro bikes are Reju's now. And mm-hmm. we've tested a few of them in Cycle News and they kind of bring a entry level sort of bike to the market. They've actually rebuilt them up into these entry level like trail bikes and stuff. So they're, yeah.
1: they're actually pretty cool. You know, and the, and the funny thing is this, this uh, Riju rally bike is
0: actually a rebranded yeah. KTM. Yeah, so, I'm, they haven't had the time to develop a factory <laughs> racing rally bike, so I think they just slap some Riju graphics on a KTM replica and yeah, go racing. But,
1: you know, and, and this kind of goes back to what we were talking about yesterday is that we're seeing some new faces in the top 10 on the yeah. second week. Um, you know, maybe some of the some of the main contenders are holding back a little bit. We we see um, you know Toby Price and Skylar House finished up eighteenth uh, and nineteenth. Mm-hmm. Yep. So and and you know
0: they lost seven between seven and eight minutes, which on, is manageable, on right? Ross Branch, yeah, yep. on Ross Branch, yeah. So and they didn't lose seven eight minutes against each other. Who's their biggest competition there? And and more sport. importantly,
1: they didn't lose seven or eight minutes to Kevin Benavides. Correct. Yes. So they were they were more like five minutes to Kevin Benavides. So. Mm-hmm. All that did was bring the general classification even tighter,
0: which yesterday it was three seconds separating the top two, um, Yep, which is unheard of. So now
1: it's, now it's, and now we've, we've, we've got, got a blanket change in the general classification. So Skylar house has been leading for quite two some days, time. Yeah. yeah I, I, I'd have to look back and see when he took over the general lead, but uh, he's been, he's been on top for a while now. And, yeah. and Kevin Benavita just, just took over the
0: overall lead. Yeah, and it's only a minute 30 back to Skyler um, which is nothing as we know. Yep, and two minutes
1: and 10 seconds to Toby Price. So, That's top three within two minutes.
0: minutes. That's incredibly tight for a Dakar Rally stage to be going into. Really, the two deciding stages of this race will be, probably be you know 11 and 12 and, and 13, but 11 and 12 are going to be tough because they're big, empty quarter dunes, marathon. And then you got to get out of the empty quarter, I assume. And everybody keeps talking about empty quarter, empty quarter. We're going to the empty quarter. It's got bigger dunes. It's all sand. It's everything. So what you might know, what's the empty quarter in Saudi Arabia? Is it like Mojave Desert or like Death Valley? Like, I mean, it's hard for us to comprehend what yes. empty quarter is in Saudi Arabia.
1: So the the empty quarter is is a massive desert that's, I think over a thousand kilometers long and 500 kilometers wide. It takes up the whole Eastern province of Saudi Arabia. It covers, goes into Yemen, into uh, the UAE. So it's a a huge, basically a sand sea and there's a bunch of dry lake beds and then with dunes surrounding everything. So Mm. it's a a really crazy place and and there's nothing out there. Totally uninhabited. Uh, Hence the name. Empty em- quarter. You really <laughs> not much can can live out there. So, I think there's some oil wells in the northern p- portion, but
0: mm-hmm. for the most part, it's pretty vacant. But like terrain-wise, allegedly massive sand dunes separated by some of these dry lake beds.
1: Yeah, I think there's uh, some some 800 foot tall sand dunes. Whoa, Just, you know, kind of a, a massive, intimidating desert.
0: Wow, which you know, some people are looking forward to admittedly, they're like, Hey, I'm ready to get into the sand. I'm sick of these rocks and stony tracks and, you know, yep. going fast with these boulders in the way I want to be in the sand surfing. And and the big difference
1: is the sand we've seen so far in the Northern portion has been wet and packed. Yeah, So guys have been able to just kind of, kind of fly it and just go know, wherever you want. Out. You don't have
0: to worry about carving yeah. up at the right spot. You can just go wherever yeah, you want. Yeah, huh?
1: These motocross conditions and yeah. they're not sinking into the soft holes. And so now we're, we're into the dry sand because it doesn't even when it's raining up north, it's not raining in the empty quarter. Yeah. So it's it's bone dry. There's holes in the sand, soft. So they're really going to have to kind of change their their approach and, and their riding tactics to to suit this new uh, new
0: terrain. New terrain. With with everything at stake now, there's no more. They're going to run out of days to make up that time they could lose by getting stuck and turned around in a sand dune too. So the stakes are high. Yes, they high are high stakes. General classification continued. Toby Price, we said, in third, two minutes behind. Then we have a bit of a gap to Adrian Van Beveren in fourth place. He's nine minutes and 52 seconds back, so still within 10 minutes, still within striking distance. Anybody within 15, 20 minutes could probably still win this race.
1: Yep, yep. And, you know, in in fifth, we have Pablo Quintanilla, who's just mm-hmm. right there on the bubble of about, you know, 14, 15 minutes back. Yeah, uh, exactly. And then not far behind him, uh Mason Klein is sitting in sixth. Yep. Just fifteen thirty-eight back.
0: Yep, fifteen thirty-eight back for Mason. And then Nacho Corneos in seventh. He's twenty minutes. That's the next threshold basically. Luciano Benavides, who's had a couple of just great days, twenty one minutes back. Daniel Sanders, um, twenty three minutes back. He's he's mm-hmm. just outside that bubble. He's got a lot of work to do. Yeah, he's it's gonna,
1: you know he's he's a potential podium for sure i mm-hmm. think he could he could do it but man it's it, we, we'd have to see some problems at the front of the race for for
0: daniel he'll to be, the be in one of those situations where he needs some help yeah by some people you know some mistakes. withdrawing or yep. having some really bad days and then matthias wagner yeah man, rounding out the top 10 in the overall 39 minutes
1: back so basically you know out of reach mm-hmm. barring a
0: major disaster at the front of the race, yeah. But a good asset to have out there in the top ten for any of those teams under that Austrian umbrella.
1: Yeah, and we're going to see some some team tactics. I think in the next couple of days, guys guys opening the race, um, and then kind of a battle within a team, right? right. Yeah, you I mean, know?
0: really the 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 race is going to is coming down to Skyler and Toby right now, and they're and Kevin and Kevin <laughs> they're two minutes apart. Yeah, so. <laughs> Oh it's, man.
1: What if you know, they were? It's always if, hard when it's, you know, one thing when it's a, a Honda and a KTM it's a team, the that, teams that are going at it. But then yeah. now when we have the KTM, team,
0: KTM. KTM, Husky battling KTM. for. Uh, what if, put this in your mind, I don't think they are, but what if they were roommates in the motorhome and they were separated by a minute 30? That'd be interesting. Because <laughs> they're not. I don't think they are. I don't think Kevin's rooming. With Skylar, for instance. And Skylar's not rooming with Toby, right? Nope, nope. That'd be like some dorm. That'd be like some, you know, we need some big brother cameras in those motorhomes for some real drama. (laughs) Start our reality TV. See if people are sabotaging their breakfast or something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We got some quotes from the main contenders. Uh, Just just a note right away. It is really hard to get a hold of anybody right now. Uh, Empty quarter also apparently means empty cell phone signals or internet signals or anything our our man on the ground our correspondent ashley presents as you should follow him on instagram and social media he managed to get us a couple quotes today and sending us some information but even that's really spotty and short and everybody that we've reached out to is basically not really receiving the message we're not getting the little verification check mark that they're even getting some of the messages so hopefully hopefully we get some updates as they get settled in the bivouac and get generators started or something but we're not Sure, if we're going to get a ton of accurate information, other than what we can glean from, you know, the official media services. Right. Yeah. It's it's been hard to get a hold
1: of people this morning, and and uh, you know that's just part of it is kind of moving away from the population centers, and and there's not as much cell service, and normally the internet in the bivouac is pretty limited. It's yeah. it's kind of reserved for the
0: the media, and so yeah, it, it can make things difficult, but. Hopefully we get more stuff trickling out and we are totally spoiled because these guys are so great and these teams and they're so good at responding to us and getting us info. And now that we don't have it, we feel a little, I don't know, I'd say anxious, like, cause we can't, we can't check in on anybody like we normally do, or even right. like casually text them like jokes and tease them. Like you saw Skylar had a no footer today yeah. where he landed in the sand dunes and tipped over. It wasn't a serious crash, but was kind of comical. Like we want to ask him about that. We're trying to
1: make fun of him about it over over WhatsApp. But.
0: Yeah, we're we're not getting it out there that way. So, just a little insight into us. If you're following a guy out there or a team or you know some of the racers and you can't find any information, we're in the same boat as you now. We're 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 a little bit cut off from everybody. So,
1: yep.
0: um, and we're doing our best. We're doing our best. That's all we can do out here. But we do have some quotes um, from. Everybody that came in and got their voices recorded by the ASO So let's, let's, have, let's hear from Kevin maybe first He's leading yep. the stage Or leading the rally He's got that lead Probably feeling good Let's hear from him
2: Yeah, Today was a short day on the special But really long on the liaison Almost 500k But um, I think I did a good job uh, I pushed as hard as I, I can And then I crashed Uh was not so big But uh, yeah, I lose some minutes there but then I, I tried to continue pushing until the end. So I think I uh, was a good stage. We will see later the time, the times.
3: How was the empty quarter?
2: Yeah, until now good. It's it's all dunes. We already know, but it's it's nice to to change the, the terrain. So
4: navigation
5: was not too tricky.
2: No, 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 sincerely no. On the dunes, it's more easy the navigation because you only need to follow the cap, and then it's more more easy. Was that good job? I think so. No, I don't know. Uh, I think he opened, no. So, yeah, 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 yeah for sure. He he's doing a, a really good job. Yeah,
0: it's nice to hear that you were right about do navigation not being as technically difficult. I didn't know you knew what you were talking about. But yeah. Kevin backed you up. Yeah, you know, you know a thing or two. But uh, explain to me, like cap heading. That just means the compass heading on a compass. You are responsible to follow the road book that gives you a cap heading. And I have one sitting next to me here that, you know, our man Kendall gave us. And and until you get to the next note, next cap, you change your direction and get a waypoint.
1: Yeah. So when you're in the dunes, generally, you know, there's no roads. So you're just following a cap heading through the dunes. And for example, they'll give you a cap of three seventeen, and you have a, a compass repeater that's on your, on your navigation tower that that'll tell you, what what cap you're heading? So as long as you're within a couple degrees of that 317 number, mm-hmm. you're you're going right. And then at the end of that cap, normally there'll be a waypoint, and then a change of direction, a change of cap. Uh, sometimes they'll have a, a couple changes of cap within the before there's a waypoint. But generally, you're just kind of riding waypoint to waypoint, and those waypoints at the end are pretty wide, so. Mm-hmm. Unless it's a really long section that's off piece, then you're, you're normally going to hit the waypoint at the end of it. Gotcha. You're just kind of riding from cap heading to a waypoint then turning and riding another waypoint. Mm -hmm. But the reason guys lose time in the dunes is just because
0: it's hard to be the first track through the dunes because you're the one that's picking the line. It's really about reading the terrain and being the first guy to make the right line up dunes around dunes and all that stuff. And everybody else you've already made that decision for them as they come up behind you in a bit. Yeah. And,
1: and when the, when the sand is undisturbed, it's really hard to see it all looks the same. Mm-hmm. And so as but as soon as someone goes through on a bike, it disturbs the sand and it leaves a track and yeah, then it's right. much easier to follow after that. And you can see where guys are breaking before a drop and they're accelerating and, and whatnot. Yeah. So it's just it's just
0: easier to ride from the back. Mm-hmm. Got it. Not unlike the other terrain where you have a you know a stripe of track showing you, but in the in the dunes, it's it's you know yeah. harder to gain time in front. Yeah, and the navigation. Stay away from the time. The
1: right. navigation on the other side of things when you're when you're navigating between roads, then you're actually searching for a, an actual track, a physical like thing so, you can see. Yeah, and a lot of times in in Saudi where there's not a lot of bushes or anything. it, mm-hmm. it maybe the, the track is just a place where a car is driven and the and the ground is kind of packed down. Not a but road. We're maybe not, talking not about a highways. road like in, in you know the Mojave Desert or something where a, a right. big blade goes through and it pushes up a berm on both sides of the road and you can see this big gap in the bushes. Mm-hmm. Out there it might just be a, a little area of car track where the
0: where the ground's packed down and sometimes it's really hard to spot. Mm, got it. So always keeping you on your toes. The cap heading thing's cool in the dunes because I figure You could start on cap on 317, like you said, but the dune will take you off because it'll be leaning one way or a mountain will be in the way and you got to go around it and you got to kind of adjust getting back on that cap heading and compensating for your time you were off of it almost. Yeah. So sometimes there'll be a giant mountain of
1: sand and the cap heading has you going straight over it and you can't get over it. So Mm -hmm. you have to go around and then try to get back on your relative cap.
0: Yeah. Tricky, 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 tricky stuff, even though not as tricky, according to Kevin, so... Good job for Kevin being up there. Let's hear from Skyler, who you know was re- winning the overall general classification until today, when he's now he's within a minute. So, here's Skyler.
3: Was 100% dunes. I mean, we got onto like two different little tiny valleys to to validate some waypoints, but otherwise, some really technical dunes. And yeah, short stage, but still uh, still demanding and. Um, and difficult. I think the times are gonna be really close to it today, but uh no at the very beginning we could realize that there's gonna be a lot of drops out there and really big uh you know scary downhills and some things like that. So more or less just took it real slow and easy and and just wanted to make it through this stage today and uh get ready for the marathon stage.
2: So it was not a stage to make a
3: difference. No, on short stages like this you can you can definitely lose it but uh trying to win on a short stage is is not really necessary so more or less like i said you wanted to to take it easy and just get through this one and and get a feel for the dunes i mean we've been in some dunes so far but uh not like this i mean the empty corridor is pretty crazy and the dunes out here are are really difficult and and strange to read so um yeah, I played it safe. <laughs> I did. Uh, I did have one crash. I'm sure you'll see. Super funny, but uh, yeah. Anyways, trying to have fun out there, and <laughs> the landing was a little soft. But uh, anyways, yeah, had a good day.
0: You can see Skylar's no footer to sand wipe out. Yeah, that'll. If you look that'll at the video go, highlights.
1: That'll go viral. You'll, <laughs> you'll
0: get that one. It's the kind of crash you want to have. Silly one, not a not a serious one.
1: And it it looks like our results have have updated a little bit. Oh, of course, we have have, we have Skylar and Toby in fifteenth and sixteenth, and in earlier I said they're in I think seventeenth and eighteenth. So it looks like uh, maybe Bueller and Svitko were moved a little bit. I don't know exactly how this happened, but
0: some sort of penalty jumped around.
1: One of these things. So one of these things. Yep. That's
0: what happens when the Fluid (laughs) Dakar. The Fluid Dakar, and we're on the other side of the world. All right, let's hear from Toby Price, the fast Australian, the big kangaroo.
5: Yeah, no, it was a, uh, it was only a short stage, 114 kilometers, but uh, yeah, we uh, we just played it safe today. There was a lot of broken dunes and everything, uh, and and it was really soft. So um, yeah, all in all, uh, I think so far the position was was pretty good after. Um, Luciano opened the way and did a really good job, um, and I think yeah, I was sitting third after Skylar came through, so we'll wait and see, hopefully uh, a yeah, few people get in the mix of it um, spread us out a little bit and then hopefully tomorrow we can um, make up some gaps, so uh, we'll wait and see if it works, but uh, all in all, it's been a good day Yeah, Are you looking forward to entering the, the MF Yeah, for sure, I've, I've been hearing many good things of this, so um, Hopefully it treats us well. Um, yeah, it's just uh, it's going to be a, yeah a lot of sand, a um, few more stones to come, and and bits and pieces. But uh, yeah, all in all, we're we're looking forward to the stages ahead and um, getting the rally as close as we can to the finish.
0: Cheers. Toby's been saying the same thing every day. Yep, he's been the master of taking it day by day and controlling the race, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, he's he's done a great job of controlling it. And today, I think you know we we saw a little bit of strategy out of these boys. Yeah. You know, they collected a few bonuses, but it looks like they kind of let Luciano do his thing up front and and collect most of the bonuses. And yeah, you know that that gave him a little bit worse starting position for tomorrow.
0: Yeah, a couple spots he got, here and there.
1: Yeah, he got uh, two and a half minutes of time bonuses for for opening the stage. And that put him in, in 12th for the day mm-hmm. to where, you know, Toby and, and Skyler were collected a little bit less. And, and they're sitting back in, you know, 15th and 16th for tomorrow.
0: Yeah, those spots could be big when you're trying to keep your competition at bay out there. Pretty interesting. Very interesting. Not pretty interesting. It's crazy interesting. Let's hear from Luciano, who's just like really stepped it up second half of this race. Here's the younger brother in the Benavides family. Luciano <clears throat>
2: Okay today the stage was was quite difficult to find a, the the fast line on the dunes was the first stage full full of dunes and i had to open all the way to to the end so i think i did a good job uh, i tried to to push uh, and do my best so let's see let's see how was the the result and hopefully i'm not too much in front because tomorrow is a long day and a lot of dunes in in a mix. So, let's see. Gracias. Gracias. So, it was a good thing to, to start today at the front and to be at the back tomorrow. Uh, to start on the front today, it was, was hard to yeah, to find uh, the, the, the good lines, but we will see uh, yeah. if it's a good idea to finish in front today or what the other guys will do. So, Hopefully, I have a few full lines tomorrow
0: yeah a little bit unknown out there certain top top 15 yeah who knows nobody knows what to expect
1: yeah i mean i think you can you can pretty much expect that tomorrow is going to be a tough day to open mm-hmm. and and it's long and it's a marathon stage uh so you know it, it, that that plays into some some of the other strategy is that which side of things do you want to be on you know yeah, you right. have you have kevin and adrian who are basically going to be near the front tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And then you have Toby and Skylar who are going to be coming from the back. So the way I see it unfolding is that Kevin and, and uh, Adrian are going to lose a little bit of time tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Skylar and, and Toby are going to make it up, but that leaves Kevin and and Adrian to push on the second half of the marathon. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're going to want to, push on a marathon stage, it's going to, you're going to want to push on the second half, not the first half. Yeah. So Toby and Skylar have to take some risks to make the time that they need, but they know in the back of their mind, when they get to the end of that marathon, bivouac, they have no parts, they have no assistance, they have nothing.
0: Right. They're on their own. They, they, so, they have a little more risk. And the other guys leading <clears throat> into a regular bivouac, you got some support there. So if they 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 burn it down a little more on the yep. <laughs> on the way in. They have a little more support when they so, get home. Yeah, if if Kevin loses a little bit of time tomorrow, and he's starting
1: fourth, so he's still going to have some tracks in front of him. Mm-hmm. One so, of those being Adrian Van Beveren, and you know, yep. So he doesn't have to push tomorrow, right? Because he's expected to lose a little bit of time to to Housing and Price. Yeah, but then on the second half of the marathon, if he has a clean stage tomorrow, he'll be able to ride full gas. All the way in, and not have to worry about the condition of his bike when he arrives. Right, got you. So he's he's maybe in a better position, theoretically. I, I see. As this marathon stage goes, is
0: Kevin is is set up in the best position? Got it. Very good analysis. Thank you, Mr. Cody, and your our in-house analyst of Dakar strategy. <laughs> Which I'm glad you're it here. Could go all out the window. <laughs>
1: Kind of like my fantasy picks last night.
0: It could it could be Toby just put in like twenty minutes on people tomorrow.
1: You know, I I I called I called this happening yesterday on the podcast. You did. Right. I said that we're <laughs> gonna see some new guys up front. We're yep. gonna see guys yep. like Ross Branch. And then when I went to make my fantasy picks, I yep. just I don't know what happened. I mentally
0: just lost it. Your brain turned to Picked mush.
1: Everyone wrong. <laughs> did exactly the opposite of what I said was gonna happen on the show. Oh
0: gosh. Yeah, I relate to that. Obviously, but I'd also, I'm also really glad it happened to you. Yeah. That makes me very happy. These things happen. Not off. He's off the board people. He didn't score a single point. <laughs> that hurts him. And I love it. Yes. And my, my seven year old daughter, Vivian actually beat me yesterday. Who's just picking people based on the color of their bike. Yeah. Which color she much. likes the best. Yeah. Good job, Vivian. Thank <laughs> you for being on team Jesse. Did, not, did she beat me? wait. I, I mean so. the whole
1: goal of her playing was to beat you. Well I hope she I, I don't think she got you yesterday. Vivian,
0: but. take it easy on me. We're buddies. I thought we were friends. Um we got some more quotes today from people we haven't heard about. Um well we heard about them. We just haven't heard from them. And it's not fair because, you know, they haven't gotten in the top ten that much. Right? Yes. Right. Uh correct. rally two, kind of a cool race this year in rally two. Um, we well, talked about Michael Dougherty already, but mm-hmm. the gentleman leading that class Romain Dumontier, he, um, he's leading out by 16 minutes. So pretty, pretty tight race in rally two again this year. Yep. Um, and then it pretty much falls off the face of the earth to an hour. So, but Paolo Lucci from Italy is right behind him, but we have a quote from Romain, um, about the stage today and uh, pretty cool to hear from the Rally 2 guys and remember Rally 2 is the class that Mason won last year
1: this is kind of like the I guess the lights class in Supercross or the 250 class you know it's the for the up and coming guys who they don't mm-hmm. have to go straight into the to the GP class they have they can learn a little bit mm-hmm. in in this
0: area so cool. here's Romain
2: it was good for me today uh, I, I start in 5th position so it was like uh open the stage more or less, but there is some some good lies in front, and uh, uh, because we didn't sleep a lot tonight, so I take it uh, very easy, no risk. And uh, at the end, it was quite good because I was the fastest of the f- uh, of the five first guys, so it's okay. Just behind the, just behind me, the two guys behind me, they make a better. Uh, more than me but uh, it's okay for the moment I'm, I'm third it's quite a surprise for me uh, now I just want to do a nap and ready to tomorrow thank you Merci.
1: ready for a nap so so early results had him had him in third right and it looks like he got a 15 minute penalty somewhere along the
0: along the way and which dropped him back to 30th yeah we had him queued up because he was third overall on time but yep. Fifteen-minute penalty is a big one. This just came in, and you know
1: this—this this might be an engine change that they just caught, uh, or that they, you or know, that they he has to, to do. They have to submit it, so they oh, have to. got you. They have to notify the the FIM jury that they're going to do an engine swap, and then the FIM comes in and observes the engine swap. So, okay,
0: got it. And and it works like you get back to the pits, you go back, you drop the oil pan you drop the oil and you're like, uh Oh yeah, we, we do have or a problem. He let's, make the, let's make, let's yep. make the call. Yep. But I think
1: maybe that was, that was a smart move by them because he is still leading the, the rally to division.
0: Yeah. He'll be a minute up still. If he loses 15. Well, after today, I'm not yeah. sure if that um, So out, cause it's he was showing
1: 16. him 16 minutes
0: with uh, even after the penalty.
1: Okay. So that right was now. updated. So, Got it. Okay. So they may have, he had, he may have had a, a good 30 minute cushion and, uh,
0: You know, he's basically, that's insurance. Yeah, because he's going into the marathon stage. You don't want to be questioning the metal shavings coming out of your oil. Exactly. (laughs) Before you go into a marathon stage, will you be alone? Exactly.
1: And it looks like another one who took a 15-minute penalty is is Doherty. So he maybe also did an engine swap. I don't know if that was today.
0: Do you think we're going to see maybe any of the top contenders, those top guys we talked about, Ben Beverin, Toby Price, Skyler, Max, or Kevin Benavides, any of those guys with an engine swap penalty after this marathon stage or, or like say mechanical DNF in general, do you see that coming? I mean,
1: it's very possible. I, I don't see these guys changing an engine unless it's absolutely terminal because the, the results are so tight, right? And unless the thing comes in and it's just barely running, they're probably going to run it all the way Dollar to the stops. limit. And, and these engines are durable. I mean, I, I, I can't really say for the Hondas, but I know, you know, the KTMs, they'll, they're will they super strong and they'll run without oil, they'll run without coolant. Yeah, they've and been engineered that way. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, there's a certain expiration date on these things and, and, and when they go, right. they go and, you know... So I I don't see the top guys taking a penalty for an engine change. I see them just running it all the way out
0: and hoping for the best. I can see like the top guys engine change, not that big deal. Or even if you're on a rental team, like not that big a deal, but like, I mean, there's a, yeah. What what I see is maybe a,
1: maybe a guy who's a little bit further back in the general, like Sanders or Walkner. Mm-hmm them possibly doing an engine change for those guys okay. so that they can ensure that they're there for support or mm-hmm. they're there for backup i mean if if two or three guys lose an engine together on the same day it's over, it's Catastro- over. Catastrophe so they may want to hedge their bet a little bit by mm-hmm. changing an engine on one of the guys that are a little bit further back and you know mm-hmm. so at least they have someone up there for support
0: yeah i gotcha mm, interesting interesting it's a Race of attrition. We always say that. Um, Nobody knows attrition more than the original by Motul guys. They're doing, and gals, they're doing all their own work. They're crushing it. That's where our American, you know, a rally original team came in pretty heavy with high hopes of finishing this thing. And we've seen it, we've seen it really, you know, beat them up and show the true harshness of this race which it really is um we don't have an update from paul today we don't know his result or like we said it's pretty much a dark hole out there we don't have any information other than we know that he probably crashed today and we haven't got an update but we don't know anything else. all all we really know is that that paul nepp is
1: is out of the race and um he, he had crashed and and was taken to the hospital yep um but we have no other information than that and so we're yeah. We're really hoping for the best for Paul and, you know. Definitely. Paul is our favorite. Good thoughts to him and his family, and
0: let's hope uh, he's okay. Yeah. We did have uh, Morrison, Mohart, and James Pearson did finish the day today. They did. Yep. So we still have two Americans in no, that I class. Pearson, did he finish? That shows him finishing in.
1: I know Mohart finished. 16th today. Very, very far back, but I think yeah. James
0: Pearson is out has him on the results page, but we get this often too, where the results will show somebody and then it'll show them withdrawn. So, but yeah. yesterday, yesterday James was having some engine problems and trying to get it fixed. Yeah,
1: and he may, I, we haven't, you know, like I said, it's it's pretty spotty as far as, as far as the information we can get, yeah. but we do know that that Mo finished today. Yep. Um, also Peter Velick. Yep. Had a good finish, another American. Who was, yep. He's not part of that American Rally Originals, but he's, you know, kind of the last, one of the last guys standing here.
0: Yep, he's riding strong and you know riding through some pain, I'm sure. Uh, there's more stories, obviously, in this uh, original by Motul class other than the Americans, and our on-ground correspondent, Ashley, caught up with someone and sent us some really cool info. Um, this is a chat that Ashley just sent us today after getting into the pit, something that came through before our... <laughs> blackout of communication kind of started happening. So uh listen to this. It'll give you an insight into what it's really like in that original BiMotool class. And um
1: Yeah. This is this is Sharon Moore who's leading the original BiMotool division.
4: So the very first time I covered the Dakar, the very first person I spoke to was the guy I've just found now. Sharon Moore's been leading the uh, original Bimotool pretty much well since the very start actually. What have you just been up to there, Sharon?
6: Yeah, it's been an up-and-down journey for me. At the moment, I'm busy replacing a motor. Um, About halfway through the stage, I started to feel something funny on it and um, just was praying that I'd make it actually to the end of the stage. So did that, got back here, drained the oil, and there was so much engine filings in there, so we made the decision to, to put a new motor in.
4: Uh, we've been talk, like, leading up to the empty quarter for ages, so much so that we have to say it like it's a horror I movie. Mean, we have to say like the empty quarter. How bad is it? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty
6: brutal. Eh? Like The first taste of it was uh, pretty gnarly, I, but I enjoyed it. The dunes were sick, so soft. It's like a, a polar opposite to what we've been doing so far. There's been so much rain up in the north of Saudi that now we've got to the south and it's dry
4: and soft. And brutal. Now you've really disappointed me today because the last four days you've gone 30th place, 32nd place, 31st, 30th. Today you finished 29th, and I was like, "Boom, the boys done it." Ah, but then you, th- then you got a then you got a 30-minute penalty. <laughs>
6: yeah, no, it, it sucked. So I think it's 15 minutes, luckily, not that bad. So uh, I had a I think a 25, 26-minute lead in Malamoto. So with this engine penalty, I should still be just just in the lead. So it's going to be all to play for for the next four stages.
4: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Javi Vega, I think, is is just behind you, right?
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Javi, yeah, he's an absolute beaut. So I'm having fun racing with him and dicing with him and chatting with him and chilling with him. So, yeah, good fun.
4: And you're enjoying it as much as you did last year. Last year, you said to me, my first ever interview, you said, you've come here to do Malimoto just to get the experience. Next year, you're coming to win Malimoto. And then after that, you'll think about the big thing.
6: Yeah, exactly. Uh, The experience this year has been 10 times better. You know, my first year and, and learning and figuring it all out, it was very overwhelming, and I didn't really get a chance to enjoy it. So from start to finish, even with all the issues I've had, even with everything, it's been the best
4: experience. Good, man. We can chat to you again. Cheers, Chance. Thanks a lot. Awesome. Thank you, guys.
0: <clears throat> uh, that's great information, and what a great story. Um, you know, leading the stage, knows he has 20 minutes, has to pull an engine on his own. <laughs> that's yeah. gnarly. The dude's got to pull his engine himself today get ready right. for a marathon stage and he still has a six minute lead now in that class. So a, he has to do it to continue, but B man, now the original by multiple class is tight. Yeah. Normally we six don't minutes. see,
1: we don't see the, this tight of a gap in this originals class and, yep. and, uh, you know, he's only six minutes, 40 seconds ahead of, of Javi Vega, who's, who's also really fast. And, mm-hmm. you know, so this is going to be, it's going to be tight all the way to the end and, mm-hmm. I feel for these guys, you know, normally no one care. guy will get out in front and then they can just kind of cruise it
0: in, but it's a race, yeah, heavy, heavy hitting race. And and how does someone like Sharan Moore, who didn't, doesn't have room in his little metal box for an extra engine for his bike. I mean, he has to use community tools and community oil, <laughs> oil systems and air filters that they provide. Like he's on his own in a tent. How does he have a capability or where does he get an engine? How do you find an engine? So the the
1: teams carry carry spare parts, and and you're allowed to accept spare parts in the bivouac from another from a team. Mm-hmm. So you can buy basically you're buying spare parts from from the KTM you know yeah. customer okay. truck. They KTM brings a, a truck that is just stocked with parts for customers, and they have a they have a
0: credit card machine. And
1: yeah, you swipe. Basically, <laughs> they give you a credit card, and you swipe your card. And so so he got sounds like you bought a new engine and, uh, yeah, but I mean, you're, you're this deep in, you put this much effort in this much work in and you know, right. Yeah. I get it. What's an extra five grand at this point. Right.
0: (laughs) And, but, but then you get the added benefit of pulling your old engine out, yanking it out yourself because nobody else can help you. And then trying to put it back together.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of work, but these rally bikes are designed to be serviced right really easily and quickly, right? And quickly. Yeah. The, engines
0: drop out of them
1: literally every single day. They pull these bikes, tear them completely down and, and rebuild them. Right. And the factory gotcha. mechanics do. Gotcha. So it, yeah, it sounds crazy to change an engine, but it's, I've watched the factory guys do it in 10 minutes. Wow. So, that's
0: cool. Yeah. And, and a good note, like if you get a KTM rally factory replica bike, it's really close. You don't have the same componentry, suspension components, and some of the same electronics that they're using as tools. But base, skeleton, engine, chassis, stuff that bolts up, it's the same as a race bike. Yeah, they're, the they're very racing.
1: similar. So the yeah. factory bikes this year, they're on a new generation platform. Correct. so Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is the same bike that Mason Klein is riding, you know, and it's the factory bike. Some of the guys were on the, on the old rally replica factory bike last last year. Yeah. Right. And now they've
0: all moved to the new generation, which is the more of the motocross style frame. Yeah. Right. Got you. Not the trellis frame anymore. So, so cool info, man. Thanks, Ashley. Again, excellent help, you know, running up to these people and getting some quotes from them that we, we certainly wouldn't have Sharan's contact info. (laughs) Really cool to get that insight directly to us.
1: Very, uh, you know. Very cool to to get that voice quote, because I know, you know, um, Wolfgang Fisher, who's the team principal of Hero, um, was trying to get us some voice quotes, but he says they can't get enough network to
0: get a to get a voice message through. So, okay, got it. So there's confirmation that we are in a blackout of communications, basically, with the bivouac. So, yep, that explains it. They don't just they're not just sick of us. Well, they're probably getting sick of us. Too. They're probably like, thank God for this. And they no did wake up
1: at two o'clock this morning oh, and yeah. start a five hundred kilometer
0: liaison. I think stage. Luciano left at three thirty this morning. Yeah. Something like that. On the bike. That's brutal. Uh, carrying this brutal tradition of original by Motul class, I think we should check in and we got a little voice quote from Kirsten, uh, from the South African team. She is dominating. Being a beast out there. Let's hear from her. She's really inspiring and doesn't seem as phased as I would be at this point in the race.
3: Hey everyone. Um, so we're
6: here at the end of end of what stage run? Ten. Ten. Uh-huh. And today was was fun. I really had a fun day today. It was the first time I've really had good fun on the bike. We just had June's 114 kilometers, and it was really cool. Uh, just dropped the bike twice. Um, silly little drops but other than that all good um just finishing doing my bike change engine oil oil filter what's this thing called air filter and then um tires of course tonight tomorrow we go for our marathon stage um other than that no problem with the bike everything's good um thanks for the
3: support guys and um chat to you soon
0: that is uh that is chipper compared to what my mood would be yeah kirsten kirsten landman
1: sitting in 12th in the uh, original by Motul class. So again, in that same class where
0: she's doing all of her
1: own maintenance yep. and, you know, really it's great, pretty, pretty impressive,
0: really uh, impressive. All those competitors, no matter what class you're in, but especially the original ladies and gentlemen are just yep. blowing my mind.
1: And I think we, we have confirmed now that, that uh, Mo Hart is the last American rally original left um seems like james pearson is out Mm -hmm. so we're uh you know we're rooting for mo and and man that strategy of of finishing trying to finish last every day and be the last finishing motorcycle is
0: it's working out for him The steady pace that he's putting out there is really going to be probably what gets him to the end i hope and then of course like you mentioned before peter um you know also representing the usa got two potential finishers in that rally uh, original by Tool class really cool. Yep. Let's keep them in, keep them in that positive vibe category. Keep those positive vibes going for those guys. That's right. Uh, tomorrow's stage, like we said, setting us up for the first half of a marathon. Um, it's going to be a big day tomorrow with a lot at stake. What's the route look like? What's our liaison? How much pain and suffering are they putting these guys through tomorrow?
1: Tomorrow we, we start off with a 151 kilometer road section. So a liaison it's I would say short compared to what they had today, but they're still they're still leaving quite early in the morning, it's still a four o'clock call time, yep. like not not call time it's roll out at four yeah, and a two hundred and seventy five kilometer special stage yep, which is significant yeah i I would say that's you know in the dunes in this empty quarter region that's a that's a big stage
0: it's going to be, and they're right on the border of Oman and United Arab Emirates. like We are skirting that corner of the country. We are almost crossing international borders here. I mean, if I was racing, I would definitely go the wrong way, as you know. Mm -hmm. That'd be my normal thing. I would be violating international treaties by crossing borders. Yep, you would be that lost. Definitely, yeah, (laughs) and nobody would care. (laughs) They wouldn't send out a search party for me. They'd be like, he's fine. right? Just Just don't worry about him. It's actually better better that he's Hang not a terrorist over there. He's fine. He's just hanging out over there minding his own business.
1: So uh, I would say primarily sand dunes tomorrow. Uh, there's going to be a lot of these what they call shots or dry lake beds. So mm. they're these big, fast, kind of hard-packed Dry lake sections. Um, in,
0: in between massive dunes. Exactly. And,
1: and you know, our, our uh, 160 kilometer per hour speed limit may come into play tomorrow. We'll have to keep an eye on that and see if anybody gets dinged for, for overspeeding. hmm Very but, interesting. Yeah. And then we have a refueling at 142 kilometers. So that gives some opportunity for bonus time
0: for the guys leading out. Plus your little mental calculations as they get there to see how they're sitting in the standings and do their little quick math and know how yeah. much they have to do to pin it for that second you know 120k Yeah,
1: and, and in the general classification i would say you know kevin benavides is really the only one that can benefit from that if he mm-hmm. gets up him and, and adrian Van Beveren, if they get up in into the front with ross branch and the other guys and maybe start clicking off some some bonus time that that may help them yep Um, And then after the refueling, us 133 kilometers into the marathon bivouac.
0: Yeah. So one benefit to the day tomorrow for these guys, is they don't have a liaison commute back to the bivouac, they just park it right at the stage is done. They're at the marathon bivouac. So that'll probably be nice for them. Yep. So they'll get a 300 Ks and 200 Ks and 500 Ks (laughs) and liaisons day after day after day.
1: They'll get a little bit of time
0: to to
1: work on their bikes. And then I believe it goes into a park fermé or an impound, which is like hands off, locked down. Bikes are locked up and then they go hang out. And I don't know if they're sleeping in tents or if they're in one big dormitory tent or what, but I'm sure we'll see something from, uh, from that bivouac.
0: Yeah. Hopefully if we can get some connection and then we can get you some updates on other racers out there, like, uh, Paul Neff, our favorite insight guy, you know, we really want some updates from him, but, We understand that he's unavailable and hopefully getting great care and, you know, just on his way to being the Paul we know. Yeah, let's let's all hope for the best for Paul. And
1: and, uh, you know, if we get some updates, we'll definitely post some stuff on social media. Yeah, definitely. You
0: guys know how he's doing. Yeah. And then almost you got to kind of have to talk about the next stage after that. But in true Dakar fashion, they don't really release that information yet. The, the real information, the, the real insights.
1: No, uh, I
0: mean, we do know it's
1: going to be a, stage a 12 reasonably long stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I think there's potential for, for some, some big time to be made up there, but yeah. you know, again, we, we do have to see it's, it's another 275 kilometers of special stage on stage 11. So it's, it, I would say they broke it up pretty equally yeah. on both sides of the marathon.
0: Yeah. It's going to so, be, it's exciting the next two days are really gonna determine the shakeup order and for that final fight into the finish line. Yes. <laughs> it's getting it's intense. Exciting. Uh what else Speaking do we need to talk about?
1: That, well, we can we can talk about Chainslayer.com slash Dakar fantasy derby. Oh yeah, we can because I beat
0: you again today. So I am again, definitely into talking about this, this. I beat you yesterday. No, you didn't. Did you? Oh no, yeah, you already okay. forgot. See? Now you're in my world where you have to forget your defeats or else you'll be emotionally damaged. So you have to put them in this dark place back in and your mind where you can't can, access them. I
1: can smile and, and take it, man. It's, you know, this is like what I tell my kids. It's you, you act the same when you lose as when you win. So
0: you're not acting. Don't, that's don't not gloat, true. Don't gloat when you win and not, smile when you lose. That's not true. You're not, you didn't even get on the <laughs> board today. You got $0 today.
1: And there's no one to blame but myself.
0: I agree. We, we don't make excuses when we lose. Agreed. I've been comparing unlike, all day. Some people. I don't make excuses. I just call people out. I beat. <laughs> <laughs> we don't gloat either. I don't gloat. I just call you out for getting beat by me because that is lame. Right. You should not be beat by me, people. Well, I got fiftieth today. Top fifty. That's, that, that's freaking good. Pumped that's good for, for me. You. Yeah, that's really good for me. It's good for Jesse. You know, I mean.
1: I see you in sixty seventh. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you about. know what? It's because
0: they adjusted all those standings. So that probably screwed me up. Uh oh. Oh see. The excuses are already uh It's probably just already coming out. I'm in fiftieth place. You didn't okay. update it. I got Jacob argobright for a buck for Maybe I'm P- on the board now. You might have you might have won. You might have won up oh, there. I don't
1: think I won. But.
0: No, no, you didn't win. You know who won today? Ray Longmere, Canadian. This guy bets on everybody. He got paid for 32nd place and 24th place and 27th place.
1: And I got this inspirational message at the very bottom of the screen that says, sorry, Quinn Cody zero picks. Correct.
0: Try again. You can do better next stage. You can do better next stage. That's Radek's version of an inspirational poster. I can do better. You can do better. You can't do worse than zero. That's what he should have said. And my, even my seven year old daughter is
1: on the board. So Vivian's got some points today and you know, in her first, uh, her first attempt at the Fantasy Derby. I'm, I'm actually worried about her. She's more of, she's 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 more of a you, threat. Jesse. She's more of a threat.
0: She's coming for you. She's coming for me. Scott Myers got into the podium again. I don't know why we let this guy play. Honestly. Scott Myers,
1: man. He's got like seven aliases on here. Just trying to collect free everybody.
0: stuff. Uh, Radek Burkat again. Radic fourth place today. And he's leading the overall standings. After today. By two thousand dollars
1: i knew radic would be trouble he's he's, he's a good really at this smart kind of guy stuff. yeah he's too Clearly smart he he was able to build this entire fantasy league in like three days and he's smarter than we are this work and we've had zero problems with this thing it's worked flawlessly every day and it's and, and radic <laughs> showed us the uh, <laughs> sent us a picture of the servers yeah in his in his office that he that he put together to do this and
0: they're smoking right now yeah
1: and then he said um i might need to get a few more i don't know
0: mm, we haven't work. we but haven't dropped the server yet the internet yet
1: our but goal was you you to break signed it. up please get over there sign up yes
0: please do chainslayer.com slash dakar i just got a huge box of goodies from climb that we are going to retroactively award to day winners um if i'm able to ship it to you if you live in another country we're gonna have to figure out something else because I mean, we, we don't, don't have a ship budget, we may just
1: do some random drawing here too, and just yeah. throw out some throw out some stuff to people that that played. Yeah,
0: climb Not sent. just the winners because we got a lot of stuff to give away. Yep, and we are going to ship out stuff. We got aggressive meat snacks from climb. You know, I love those beef jerky meat snacks. Climb sends. They got some goggles. We got hats. We got beanie winter hats. Good stuff from climb. T-shirts, lots of good swag. We're going to have, you know, lights and foot peg, gift certificates, and all sorts of other gear. So sign up, Chainslayer.com slash Dakar. Yes, sir. Do it. And then we'll be back tomorrow morning. We will be back tomorrow. Stay tuned on uh, Instagram if you're hanging out on that social media platform, scrolling like crazy. We'll be posting updates whenever we get them and some of our favorite highlights that those guys at the ASO are putting out. There's some good stuff in the video world. Yes, sir. Beautiful scenery. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate you listening in. We'll talk to you tomorrow.